Good morning, beloved, and welcome back to Conspiracies and Milk. It's your girl, Smoking Lioness, on an early Saturday morning. I pray you are all well. I know it's been a minute. I have been going through stuff, spending a lot of time with my new grandson. And you know, there's a lot of things going on in the world. I've been trying to stay in a state of prayer for people I care about, people I know, for people that are lost, people that have not found the truth yet, because it will affect you if you have not. We're about to go through some stuff, and this is why it's important to build your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, you know, and you have to take your ego out of it. You have to submit. You have to just say, okay, you know what? I'm going to let go of everything I was taught. I'm going to let go of all of my personal animosity against God and all the stories I've heard and how the story of Jesus and Mary compares to all these other ones. And I'm going to try to gain some understanding. Father, please give it to me. I'm going to try and find the truth. Because you have to want to know the truth, right? You have to want to know the truth for Father to start to reveal it to you. Because if not, you're you're part of that group written about, right? Because you did not have the love of the truth, you loved the lie. And so you were given a strong delusion to believe it. Don't fall for the lie. Don't fall for vain philosophies of men. Everything's a lie. It is hard to come to terms with the fact that everything you were taught in school, everything, everything is a lie. The Bible is the truth. And yes, you know, everyone likes to argue. And, oh, which version? Oh my gosh, somebody had asked me one time. And they were, they were asking in like a snarky manner. You know, it wasn't just to inquire as to which version of the Bible I read, right? And I corrected him. I said the translation that I read is the King James Version translated from the 1611 translated from the Greek version. If I could read Greek or Hebrew, that's what I would do. Remember, Jesus spoke Aramaic and that is a blend of Greek and Hebrew. Old Testament's written in Hebrew, New Testament's written in Greek. That's why they love to hide everything in the Greek language. They love to hide things. And I say they, I'm talking about the principle, uh, the powers of the air, the spirits in these evil people that run our world. Try to wrap your head around it if you've never heard these things. Because it's going to affect you. It's going to affect your children. It's going to affect your partner, your loved ones, everyone you care about. And God's trying to wake you up. And if he brought you to my channel, it's directly to to open your eyes. And I'm nobody. I'm just a vessel. I'm just somebody he utilizes to put out messages to 
Now, I'm not a prophet. I don't receive any special messages. I just know what it's like to walk with him now and to receive dreams and drops in my spirit and to know what's to come. And to know that it was also written in the Bible 2,000 years ago. But see, no, they want you to think you've been here billions of years. They also want you to think that you can go to outer space. They want you to think that you could... Um, they don't want you to know what's up with Antarctica. I'll tell you that. Because according to the biblical layout of the earth, right? Let's just say it. According to the biblical layout of the earth, and if you look up many ancient drawings of what ancient cultures depicted the earth to look like, it is a flat surface with a dome on top. Surround, the outer layers is surrounded by a crust of ice that we cannot get past. So, and I believe there's like a treaty signed by all countries saying that, oh, we won't mess with Antarctica. It, make no mistake, every freaking country on this planet, all the powers that be, everybody in the higher ups, they're all in cahoots. War is to get rid of people and for money. It's business. It's sick. But it's true. Anyway, so we're all going through something because it's by design, you know. Truly, it's by design. And I just wanted to come on this morning and, and give a little bit of encouragement and say, hey, I know what it's like. My life is filled with abuse. <sighs> Not now. It has been, excuse me, let me correct myself. I've had a very violent life, a very troubled turmoil, a lot of a lot of really bad things have happened. And I'm not saying that I've had it worse than anyone else, because I, I don't think that. I just think that I've gone through a lot, so it, it has taught me a lot. And the past five years, I've learned so much about God and about what the power of Jesus Christ can do for me. It's hard for me not to want to share that with people because, man, I used to be a ball of rage. I used to just pop off because I'm bipolar, so <clears throat> I battle, you know, I battle moods more than anything, and, uh, and people are not sensitive to that. People are sensitive to anxieties weak type of issues, right? But they look at bipolar like, wow, and it's like, no, you don't understand. Bipolar doesn't, it's not always rage, it's sometimes it's this utter sadness that you can't climb out of, right? And you don't know why. It's, I have everything I need. My happiness is found in God. But sometimes, you know, powers that be here, they like to mess with me and attack me, and I forget sometimes that it's a spiritual battle. I forget to lean on God, and that's when I have problems, honestly. So I'm here to encourage you. I'm here to encourage you that if you're going through something, he might be trying to draw you near. Maybe it's time to get to know him. 
And it all starts with a prayer. It all starts with repenting. Repenting just means changing your mind. Right? Changing your heart. Choosing to believe in the truth instead of putting your ego first, right? And wanting to believe everything else all these other cultures and places have told you about. It's all there for a reason. It's by design to draw you away from the truth. Anyways, beloved, so I just want to go ahead and play something encouraging for you this morning. And uh, it's from the Above Inspiration channel. If you'd like to go add them, they have a lot of really powerful, inspiring videos. I lean on it often. And this is called Trust God in the Storm. And I pray that somebody receives the message in this video today. Because I was led by the Spirit to share this with you. Anyways, here we go. Many of you are going through storms. Maybe a storm on your job, a storm in your marriage, a storm with your kids, a storm with your parents, a storm with your physical being, a storm with your finances. Storms that we don't invite, storms that come from people we think that love us, storms that come from seemingly nowhere, but there they are. So what do you do when everything you trusted in collapses in a storm? How do you prepare for a sudden change in your life? And how do you recover when life hits you on the blind side? And some of you know what that feels like. What do you do after a lifetime of hard work and dedication and commitment and loyalty? How do you change your vocation and skills suddenly when they release you from your job? When all your skills that you learn, they don't need anymore. What do you do when the rug is pulled out from under you, as we all know, is happening to so many people? How do you face the family you once left behind to go back home because you couldn't pay the rent and that mortgage and you have to go live with your parents again? The storm has many origins. The answer is only one. You can't bring anything to God that's too big for him. You cannot. You can't bring anything to God that's too heavy for him. He can handle it. You can't bring anything to God for which he does not have a perfect answer every single time. He will make your way clear. He will give you a sense of confidence and boldness and assurance that you can stand anything that comes your way. And sometimes God allows very difficult situations in our life to do what? To grow us up. And I think that if God allows a storm in your life, that His ultimate purpose is to bring you out stronger. A storm, this kind of trial, is an unexpected circumstance that invades your life where you don't know if you're going to make it or not. But let me tell you something else about a storm. A storm is always designed to increase your faith and give you a deeper experience with your God. Storms aren't pleasant, they aren't comfortable, and sometimes they can be life-threatening, but they always come with a purpose. A storm in your life can destroy you, or it can develop you. It can build your strength, your wisdom, your knowledge, your understanding, your commitment, your devotion, your faith. 
your serenity, your peace, your joy in your life. That is, some storms, when God gets through working them into our life, we're just so much better off. We're cleaner, we're purer, there's more peace, there's more joy, because you know you're in the center of the will of God. So sometimes they develop us, sometimes they destroy us. He doesn't want a storm to destroy us. And the truth is only when we allow Satan to get a grip on us in the times of difficulty will it happen. All kinds of storms come and they come in different seasons in life. But what I like about life is God says that as long as the earth endures, there'll be seed time and harvest and cold and heat and summer and winter and there'll be day and night and these will never cease. God says as long as the earth remains, there will be seed time and harvest time. There will be some dark nights, but there will be days coming afterwards. There will be winter, it'll be cold, but I promise you, he says, there will be some. Some of you are in a season of plenty right now. Others broke. But let me tell you something about seasons. If you broke now, I guarantee you can't be broke forever. In other words, seasons are controlled by God. That makes me very comfortable. Because whether it is raining or sunshine, God is in control. Ecclesiastes 3 says, To everything there is a season, and to every purpose there is only a time under heaven. In other words, everything is seasonal. That means that no matter what you go through, it cannot last. Seasons are important because seasons guarantee change. Seasons give hope. Nothing remains the same in a season. Seasons are always temporary, and the key to life is outlasting the season. In other words, seasons are always moving and never respond permanently to a temporary problem. This is very important because when you are in a dark moment, sometimes you think that that's a permanent address. But never make a permanent decision to try and solve a temporary problem. This is what happens in divorce many times in, in, in a marriage. You go through a very tough moment. I mean hell on earth. Believe me, you got a choice. Am I going to make a permanent decision at this point? Or am I going to outlast this season and, and make it through this dark moment? It happens with friendships. It happens with even jobs. It happens with business. Sometimes you want to quit the business. Life is so tough. But everything is seasonal. And that's the encouragement of life. God never wants your circumstances. He doesn't want you to deny them. A storm is a storm. He don't call it a sunshine day. A storm is reality. But he never wants your circumstance to trump his word. Not only does he not want your circumstance to trump his word, he doesn't want your circumstance to trump his presence. Because he's on the boat too. And so Jesus speaks to the problem, and when he speaks to the problem, there is a circumstantial change. Trials, as inconvenient and as painful as they are, are a journey of discovery of who you're dealing with. And no matter what you're going through, you can mark this down. There is a promise in the Word of God that will match what storm you're going through. This infinite God of ours, who gave us the revelation of himself, because he's our mission, he, watch this, he knew every single kind of storm that could ever come upon humanity, from Adam and Eve in the garden, 
to this present day until he comes back and wraps it all up. He knows all about all storms. So therefore, when he gave us his word, how many storms does his word cover? All of them. You cannot think of one he does not consider. Know that storms are natural. Stop being shocked that things are tough. Can I say it again? Stop being shocked that things are tough. Stop being shocked that you lost your job. Stop being shocked that the business is going through a tough time. Why? Storms are natural. Storms are temporary. There's no permanent hurricane. There's no permanent earthquake. There's no permanent tsunami. There's no permanent cyclone. They are all temporary. Storms confirm how strong you are. No matter how much you claim you got faith, storms will test whether you got it or not. Storms reduce you to God again. Well, what anchors you? When a storm hits you, what anchors you? Or do you just drift along with it? The Word of God is our anchor. Now think about this for a moment. Storms are inevitable. Our anchor is immovable. It doesn't move. It doesn't change. It anchors us solid to the rock of Christ. The Word of God anchors our storm. Now watch this. Because He is omniscient, all-knowing, He knows where I am in the storm. Because He's omnipresent, He's with me wherever I am in the storm. And because He's omnipotent, He has the power to bring me through the storm. That is the anchor. How do I know that's the anchor? Because that's who the Bible says He is. That He is all-knowing, that all presence is in His presence, and He's all-powerful. You may not feel very strong. You may not feel very powerful, but you can be wise. And the wise thing to do is to anchor your life on the rock of God's unchanging truth. And I think we're going to go ahead and end that video right there. Now, there's more to this video about uh, seven more minutes or so. Um, I don't like to use the entire video. I like to keep these podcasts kind of short. And uh, I encourage you to go uh, subscribe to their channel if you need that encouragement, that extra reminder of just how much you are loved. And I mean, if you don't have patience for reading scripture, get on YouTube and watch some videos. There's a lot of people that'll teach you. There's a lot of people God will lead you to. Um, and I believe I mentioned in one of my podcasts, School for Profit channel, now he's he's part of a religion and I don't I don't do religion but this presentation that he put together called From America to Babylon was spectacular and I say that because I learned a lot from it and it began my my desire in my mind to want to research more it kind of broke down where the uh, stories came from how you just gotta watch it you'll gain so much understanding of scripture and all these other religions and to be a Christian isn't to be religious it's to follow Christ and his ways and to try to grow the kingdom that's it 
it's to understand that it's about him, not you. This is a trial run. It's not YOLO. (laughs) Anyways, beloved, I do hope that this edified you in some way. I pray that you guys are doing well. I really do. If you need fellowship in any way, go ahead and email me. I get lots of emails, but I will go through them and I will get back to you. If you need prayer, drop me a message. Get a hold of me. I will pray for you. And uh, I pray God opens up somebody's eyes today. I pray God draws you near. And I pray that you guys endure. Build up your strength. Build up your strength. Build up your faith in Jesus. You're going to need it for the things to come. Anyways, thank you guys for stopping by. Until next time.